Welcome back to another Bear Necessities podcast, the always authentic, readily ridiculed, and under, utterly underrated Chicago Bears pad, podcast found on whatever podcasting platform you fancy. As always, I'm your host, Austin, and with me is my gracious co-host, Reese. Reese, it's Packers gracious. Week. It's Packers week, man. Can you think of a better way to start the season? Um, I can't, uh, but also probably maybe the more nerve-wracking way to start the season, <laughs> possibly. Um, but, yeah, nothing but excitement over here. I can't wait. Um, and, yeah, I think the NFL schedule, too, this week just shakes out real nicely. I know there's a lot of great matchups um, all across the board, but it's really nice that we got the, I believe, the 8 noon kickoffs and then, you know, no 3.05. Well, I'm talking central time here. Um, <laughs> no 3.05 kickoffs to worry about. Everything comes uh, kicks off next, including the Bears at 3.25. It's going to be perfect, you know. Oh, you're so concerned about your 3.05 kickoff. So out here on the East Coast, I have to watch USC play Stanford at 10.30 p.m. this weekend. So. Wow. I don't that sounds like a anything. you problem. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Seriously. And they're wondering why this whole uh, Pac-12 thing for USC is shifting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Well, yeah. Uh, an argument or a, a topic for another day for sure. But yeah. there's a lot, lot to be discussed there. It's Packers week. And uh, with that means that we're doing a second episode this week, uh, as we will be doing for the entire season. So, to that person who left the poor review about us not being consistent and not enough episodes, take this and stick it up you know where. It's just like uh, the Cardinals coach. I'm blank on a name, but do you see the clip where he's like, you got you got that fire in your belly? He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, who took the bus here? Jonathan today? Gannon. <laughs> yeah. He's like, who drove here? And the room is just like silent. <laughs> so you got that fire in your belly. It's like he just doesn't man. look look like a rah-rah coach either. You know? Like I don't know. Like, you know, Matt Eberflus, he comes in. He's a little older, a little more seasoned. Got the the gap in between the two front teeth. Played linebacker at, what, Tulsa or something like that? I can't even remember. I believe like, so, yeah. You know, you can get a little rah-rah from him from Ohio. Jonathan Gannon? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, that's going to be a rough team to watch basically all year i believe dobbs <laughs> is starting there as well <laughs> at quarterback so man if they sit kyler the whole season i know that there was a, a michael lombardi which I, I feel as you will about about that man. but uh <laughs> a michael lombardi report saying that he they might just sit him the whole season so we'll see we'll see if that ends up being true um since it came from michael lombardi Probably not, but <laughs> yeah, man. Michael Lombardi is an interesting fellow. That's for sure. Uh, he was uh, behind uh, the Browns drafting. God, what's his name? That huge bust they drafted. And I know that's not very descriptive. Wow, but <laughs> that could be a number of people. But <laughs> oh man, when he was the GM, I can't remember who he drafted. I'll have to. I'll have to look that up. But um, it's Packers week. Let's let's try to stay on topic here, right? I know um, a lot of our Bears fans really get into it. So this entire podcast is going to be around the Bears versus the Packers. Now, I know there was like some other news that came up this week, so we'll briefly touch on that. Um, the real news this week, the Bears are releasing Dante Pettis. Saw a lot of funny things yeah. on Twitter about that. That's, that's clearly the storyline of the week, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be. Um, <laughs> But yeah, kind of a little bit of what we talked about on the on the Labor Day podcast. That's that wide receiver room because they're dedicating it and so much individually to you know 
a punt returner position and then um, kick returner with Valus and, you know, Tyler Scott's like the backup. So it's like we're dedicating roster spots to some people that are depth receivers purely because their contribution on special teams, which makes sense. But yeah, there was gonna, someone needed to make room there. And, you know, Dante Pettis, I think his, his time with the bears wasn't necessarily bad. I think that he, he showed out in a couple of games, but you know, at the same time, he is a, he's not necessarily aging, but you know, he's not getting any younger. Um, he's definitely an athletic guy, but you know, you can find plenty of those as far as people you can get in the draft now. So I don't think the bears will miss him too much, but I guess, thank you for your contribution, especially in that three and 14 season last year. <laughs> I think once Trent Taylor was signed, the writing was on the wall with that one. Like it seemed like, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a top five wide receiver on the team. So it really seemed like the only way he could potentially stay on the roster is special teams. Then he gets injured and you're like, okay. And then Trent Taylor gets released and then it, it just made too much sense. Um, yeah, not not gonna not gonna harp on this one too, <laughs> too much. You're not gonna wax poetic about it. <laughs> yeah, no. There, I do think that there were a lot of funny uh, memes going around Twitter. <laughs> People breaking free from handcuffs. I mean, just <laughs> really making a funny funny deal about it. But yeah. um, well. in actual news, in actual news, something relating to the game, Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs Dubs, sorry, uh, was did not participate uh, for the Packers. On Wednesday, which you know, it is Wednesday typically the first injury report, or is it typically Mon? No, Tuesday. I can't remember. No, I think it is Wednesday usually. Yeah, because you get okay. the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you kind of gotta wait from Friday till game time. So, yeah, I think the Wednesday thing might have started becoming more and more of a thing because of the Thursday kickoffs, but I could be wrong there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that. Um. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is actually Definitely. a huge deal considering the Packers are already pretty thin at that wide receiver position. I know both you and I have expressed that, you know, we think that these guys could be good. And actually, we've even mentioned the Packers could, as far as divisional rankings go, probably even, depending on how good these guys are, have better wide receivers than a team like the Lions. Um just being completely transparent with it, I think that Christian Watson is a good player. Is he a wide receiver one in the league? Probably not, right? But I, he can def, certainly be a high-quality wide receiver two, and I'm not even going to put that limit on him because he has such a high ceiling just based on his skill set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are two guys that uh, Jordan Love has really spent extensive time with. The guys behind him, uh, I know they got uh, Jalen Reed, uh, this past year in the draft, and then also um, just a couple other guys there, but they're all they like seven. Samuel Torre or something. Yeah, some, Torre. Yeah. I know that yeah. too. That he's all right. Yeah, so they they've so, got guys. They're both <laughs> hamstring injuries, right? Yeah. I think. Yep. Were the Dobbs and yeah. So we'll see. I mean, those can be interesting to recover from. It can mm. be a quick recovery for some, or longer than others. Linger. So yeah, you know, yeah, maybe maybe one of them won't be active um, at the same time. I'm not necessarily banking on it, but if they don't end up suiting up, that certainly seems to be an advantage for the bears. Um, especially when you think about it too, like you feel, you know, especially with how Jalen Johnson kind of his rep um, is well and pretty consistent as he's played, you know, no shot to Tyreek Stevenson. I'm very happy with him, but with him being the younger corner, you feel like they'd probably try to go after him um, as far as when they're going to try to take their shots. So yeah. 
you know, if one of them is sitting out or, you know, if both of them end up not suiting up, then that definitely seems like less and less of a problem. Yeah, they're going to have very few guys who've actually caught an NFL pass <laughs> in their weapons. Right. <laughs> uh, it might be a lot of Aaron Jones <laughs> uh, receiving yards this game, if that's the case. I, I would say my best estimation is that one of them does play. Um, I'm not, I you know, no source or just kind of intuition that I think that one of these guys will probably p- play, leaning more towards Romeo Dobbs, considering this was an injury that... He sustained, I believe, a, a few weeks ago or a week ago or so. Um, and it just seems like the timetable might line up a little bit better than Christian Watson. But we don't know the severity of either of these. So um, they very well could be just thrown to rookies. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, and we'll see. I mean, someone like Jaden Reed is is good. Um, I don't think I'm necessarily like as high on him as like as the aforementioned, you know, Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson. Um, but I'm sure we'll see some of him anyway, um, just disregarding that whole injury report situation. Um, and what you said by Aaron Jones, I feel like with him, we're going to see a lot of him anyway, too. And I think you made a point about the receiving game, but I feel like in the running game, they're going to be you know, giving it to him a lot. I know the kind of MO is to give it to A.J. Dillon by the goal line more. Um, so I think the Bears are going to be quite familiar, um, and I'm sure they're they're ready and prepared for that, but they're going to be quite familiar with them over the course of this game. Yeah, so we'll see how that kind of transpires there. Let's get into the actual game, though. Um, I want to kind of start by just going position by position and talking about how the Bears and the Packers kind of match up and who you think has the upper hand by position. And so let's go ahead and kick this off exactly where, you know, everyone wants to talk about the quarterback. Yeah, um, I think that really I kind of thought prior to this whole podcast just kind of about what the keys would be to this game. And I feel like it's going to be a somewhat similar approach from from each side. I mean, I feel like we're going to get to see a decent amount of running out of the football. I feel like the shots are going to be tried to be well timed out, scheduled out, bring the defense up and try to open it up and, and make the big plays over the top. Um, and also just get, you know, the speedy athletic guys in space. And I think that with Justin Fields, I think that with his mobility being, you know, right up there, the best of the league, probably only equal or you know, comparable to Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think that does give, you know, Justin Fields a little bit of the upper hand in this, you know, if we're going head to head, which obviously they don't play against each other, but going quarterback to quarterback, I think that that, um, you know, pulls him ahead. But I think passing game wise, I think they're both going to be trying to accomplish, you know, rather the same thing. Obviously, you know, Fields, I think, can open it up with the arm a little bit more and can can throw some definite bombs. Um, but I think, you know, probably passing game wise, there might be equal amount of questions between Fields and, and Love's abilities. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I have to say I'm certainly leaning Fields here. Um, and to me, it's not particularly close. I, I think that, you know, for Packers fans, they've been relying on this entire offseason. The idea that, hey, we don't know what we have with Jordan Love and there's no way to tell because he hasn't really played that much. And to that, I kind of bring up two points. The first one, you kind of feel like if he was good enough, they might have considered trading Aaron Rodgers early, earlier than when they did. Um, that's kind of one one point I want to the other thing is we actually have seen Jordan Love in NFL games and it's been abundantly negative uh, to this point. Now, I know the one one piece of credit I'll give him, 
he he only had one training camp where he was the quarterback one before this. I if you all don't remember, Aaron Rodgers sat out an entire training camp last year or two years ago. I can't remember which one. It might have been two years ago. Um, and Jordan Love did get all the starting snaps and still played pretty poor uh, throughout that game throughout that time when he was actually featured. Now, of course, small sample size, but if we're talking about what we've seen on the NFL field, it's been much more abundantly negative. And if, you know, a lot of Packers fans are pointing towards, hey, look how well Jordan Love's done in the preseason. This is the first preseason where he's shown really anything so far, and it still hasn't been abundantly good. And I will say, okay, if we want to talk about the NFL games being a small sample size, so is three preseason games, less than, what is it, three, uh, probably like three quarters total of him playing. Um why are we choosing the preseason to compare him versus the regular season? So that's I'll I'll, I'll leave that there. I think that what we'll see uh, Sunday, I almost said Saturday, Sunday <laughs> midday again, like you were saying, that three twenty-five kickoff for our, our Central Time listeners, our Central Time listeners, is we'll see Jordan Love uh, depending on the weapons around him. I think that he can be efficient potentially. Um, but I do think that overall Packers fans will leave a little bit concerned um, as to the status of that quarterback position. That being said, this Bears defense did a really good job last year making pretty bum quarterbacks look pretty good. Um, go ahead and look at uh, all of our games. <laughs> yeah, with the exception of Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? <laughs> he, he was the right. only one. Um, and let, let, let me just let's just talk a little bit about the weapons running back wide receiver tight end uh, I'll, I'll give you m- my picks I think the running back that's going to have to go to the Packers um, I think the Bears do have some great running backs don't get me wrong I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are pretty dang good and I'm not going to discredit either of them wide receiver Bears by a long shot and then tight end I also think Bears by a long shot yeah um I, I I agree with kind of each way that you're leaning. Um, I do think running back wise, I don't think the Bears are bad at the position at all. I think that it's a pretty solid position for the Bears, but I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon clear at least at the moment, um, and they've definitely been been doing that for a while uh, in Green Bay. And I think with the wide receivers, I think that the Bears have the advantage. I think you know completely healthy. It's somewhat fairly close a little bit, but I think that the Bears kind of ability, just especially on Moore and Mooney, um, I guess we'll see how it comes out with Claypool. But I think that Moore is probably the best wide receiver out of the sum of that whole group, especially what he's proven, um, what he's done. And even I found it funny too, like I think some Packers fans are pulling up like, oh, he's never scored a touchdown against the Packers, but literally had 200 yard games. I'm like, I don't really know if this is the flex that you think it is, but you know, fair enough. Um, but too, I think that, yeah, I think the bears overall, as far as having like the possible really strong one, two, three, um, is, you know, superior there. I think tight ends too. You got to go with the bears. Of course, you know, former Packer, Robert Tunyon, Cole Komet headlines it for the bears. I think that he's proven that he's, you know, within that top 10 tight ends, but probably a little bit more towards the top of that tight, uh, top 10, you know, and it's somewhere from that, like eighth, 10 range probably is where you drop them, uh, in the league. I think that must, you know, with the, the Packers tight ends are all just very young. 
Um, we know it can take a little while, as you mentioned all the time, Austin, uh, for tight ends to develop in the NFL. I think that Musgraves could be a very solid tight end, but and I think he will get a lot of targets as well um, because, you know, tight ends usually are pretty young quarterback friendly or inexperienced quarterback friendly. At the same time, though, it's we haven't seen him play in any uh, real regular season games, so we're going to have to see how that plays out. So, yeah, I agree with the picks. I think that, you know, Christian Watson, I think as you had aforementioned about their whole injury situation, I think definitely could be a special player, but I think with the, the sum of the parts, the Bears definitely um, take that. Yeah, and then for the offensive line, I think it's pretty clear it's the Packers. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially with the Bears' injuries, I think I, really one point in the game, and we'll kind of get into this a little bit when we start talking about kind of the game plan and and what we expect to see. But uh, the one point of concern I have is it's pretty abundantly clear that on both lines the Packers are dominant, whereas the Bears might have yeah. you know some more of the the back end players, but mostly at the line uh that that would be my big concern uh and i think the packers win by a sizable margin uh against our offensive line yeah and kind of what you kind of foreshadowed there too i think when you look at the other side along the defensive line um you know preston smith for sean gary i think you know sean gary's expected to play in this game you know they're good up front and definitely a lot more established than some of the younger bears uh players especially on the interior of the defensive line um I think edge rusher-wise, I do think the additions in Yannick and Gakwe, I think you know Walker, I think they help buff it up a little bit. But I think that certainly we see more production, um, can expect a lot more from the Packers' defensive line. So like you said, it's definitely a concern in the trenches. Uh, I think we expect it to be a physical game. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, and I know that the Bears do emphasize or have put a lot of emphasis on, on all their defensive line members of being able to, you know, be run stop. That's why they, you know, ended up releasing someone like Terrell Lewis. At the same time, though, definitely a bit of a concern. Oh, more than a bit. Yeah, you know, definitely a concern. <laughs> a sizable concern, that's for sure. Um, looking at the <laughs> defense, uh, I, I, I have the Packers beating us at the defensive line and quarterback position. I think that the cornerback position is really close, and that's the one I struggled the most with. Um, I, I don't. The, you know, guys like Rasul Douglas, and like obviously, I'm not going to talk about Jair Alexander. He's the best cornerback that's going to be at the game uh, by a sizable margin, also. Uh, but guys like Rasul Douglas, and I can't even remember their other corner's name at the moment. Uh, the is the it Georgia, Stokes, or they get rid of yeah, him? Eric Stokes. Yeah, jo- yeah, I was going to say the Georgia corner when they drafted the wrong Georgia corner <laughs> that yeah. one year, the one no one yeah. expected. Um, but what I was going to say with Stokes, I, I've not been overly impressed by him. And I think that Russell Douglas taking a little bit of a step back from his 2021 campaign uh, right. and going into that, I, I just wasn't overly impressed. So I think as far as depth goes and like cornerback two, cornerback three, I think the Bears cornerbacks are much better. Tyreek Stevenson and Kyler Gordon. Um, but they clearly uh, have a, a dominant corner in Jair Alexander, who. You know, I will say is maybe a little bit overrated in league circles, but I don't want to say that in the sense that he's not good or dominant. Um, He kind of just gets like that Jalen Ramsey effect where because he's already proven so much, even when he gets beat, 
he's not really ridiculed and he got beat right. you know by some terrible corners on beat, the bears yeah, or twice wide receivers last year, <laughs> last year. um exactly. but yeah still respect a lot jair alexander and then i have the bears uh for a linebacker and for safety i think safety is the most obvious weakness on the packers um that's just abundantly clear i mean they really have nobody at those positions um and and then uh for linebacker i think that the that packers fans might want to try to combat the bears here i think again abundantly clear that it's the bears um you know with with certain players of theirs not turning out as well and uh devondra campbell kind of taking a step back off that one season he had um yeah, I just I, I don't think uh, the the I think if the Packers linebackers were what they thought they could be last year, the team's defense would have been much better. Yeah, I think that Quay Walker is certainly an interesting piece. Like I, I you can see his potential. Um, certainly plays like with a lot of fire. You know, hence why he got you know kicked out of two games last year. <laughs> um, Devondre Campbell you know, taking a step back. I mean, certainly I think still a quality player uh, most definitely. I feel like the linebacking rooms are like kind of somewhat a little bit close. I think personnel wise, I definitely give it to the Bears. Um, but the whole gelling thing is certainly something to look into. I mean, this is going to be their first game that they're all playing together um, like that. So we'll have to see how well they are communicating. Definitely really important at the linebacker position uh, is that communication factor. So if they have that nailed down, I think they'll play, uh, you know, much better than the, the Packers. But I think at the same time, I think, you know, a little bit of respect for the Packers linebacking room. I think that they do have a lot of talent there. Um, and then, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I know it doesn't necessarily make for great content, but I agree with you and with uh, we with just corners agree and with safety. each other twenty four seven on this yeah, podcast. Right. So get terrible. used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, I, I, what you said about corners, I think, said it perfect. And safeties too. I think, yeah, the Bears right now. The safety position might be one of the stronger, especially when completely healthy, one of the stronger position groups on the team. Um, Jaquan Brisker got that youth. And then, you know, I I think having Jaquan Brisker, the kind of safety that he is, um, really allows Eddie Jackson to play that free safety position as he wants to uh, really get around the field. And, and, you know, compared to when we had someone like HaHa Clinton Dix, who was playing alongside him, was like two in the same. So I think yeah. that Jaquan Brisker really balances out their, each of their play styles really nicely. Um, I think it's a definitely a really strong position group for this Bears defense. The back seven is certainly a lot a lot better than the the front four, um, yeah. which is which is interesting. I mean, it leads to exactly interesting how game you want dynamics. Your team built. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they always say the most important positions are the back seven. <laughs> Uh, the Bears are like, you know, they say build your team up the middle. We're just going to build it around the perimeter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, again, major concerns here, Packer. And, like, one of the best, you know, old football tropes is, like, how are you going to do in the lines? Football games are, are won and lost at the lines. And the, the Packers trenches, win baby. both of the <laughs> trench battles uh, here. So, I guess kind of moving on here. Um I want to take a minute to talk about because this line battle is probably going to be lost. I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to be as impactful as we think. I also wanted to mention that Rashawn Gary is like still questionable for the game. It sounds like, um, which is obviously a huge factor because you know, he's been six, 
he's been successful in stints, but also has a huge injury issue and also has been pretty inconsistent, which I actually wanted to bring up really quickly, Reese, just before we move yeah. into it. How do you kind of evaluate Rashawn Gary's career in the NFL? Like, was he worth that 12th overall pick that they spent on him? And Reese is a Michigan fan yeah. uh, as well. So Yeah, no, I mean, Rashawn Gary's always been an interest. Like, the talent has always certainly shown through. And at his time in Michigan, I don't think he was ever really quite properly utilized, which was was, was a pretty big shame. Um, I think he has deserved that draft pick. But I think that it can't like his career can't continue going on like this. I feel like he has kind of came back each time like better and better. So that's the mm-hmm. sake of what I say it like he's certainly grown from when he was a rookie to where he is now, like certainly a lot more effective um, and can be a game changer. At the same time, yeah, the injuries definitely hold him back. And I think it holds the Packers team back as well. Like I think yeah. they are a different defense with him there and then without him. Yeah. Um, so, you know. How long can you go on to continue to depend on a, on a person like that? So we'll see. I, I think that right now he's kind of earned it. But, yeah, if the injuries keep being an issue, which unfortunately, I mean, happens to so many like great talents on NFL, then it's going to be – I don't think it'll ever be looked at as a complete waste, but it'll certainly be a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, still never made a Pro Bowl yet or, or an All-Pro selection. Um, yeah. And then also the other thing to mention is that he is actually in a contract year, which I think could be really interesting um, to see what the Packers do here because, you know, they're kind of in an inflection point as, as an organization, and I'm not sure they're going to want to commit anything close to the Nick Bosa contract that we just saw that's $34 million a year uh, to Rashawn Gary. But I feel like he know. would be, let's say if he stays healthy this year, and kind of just has a production that we'd expect. I feel like he could ask in maybe that 20. I don't think he can go yeah. for 34, but maybe 25 or Mid-20s. so. I could see him asking for. Yeah. yeah. And if it's exceptional, then maybe it creeps up even more. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that he's been an interesting piece on the Packers. And they have a lot of – the Packers talent-wise on defense, especially with all the first-round picks they put into it, is exceptional. Um, I think it's the way that they're utilized at times is sometimes a bit head scratching, but that's for Packer fans to sort out and not us. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for people were talking about them as a top five defense going into last season and they were damn near middle of the pack, maybe even slightly worse than that in many regards. Um, So that'll be interesting. All right, let's, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about kind of the game plan that we think needs to be used in order to beat this team. Um, I can go ahead and start out. I think that really a key on the Bears defense will be, I was going to come on here today and say, take away Christian Watson, but Christian Watson might be taken away anyways by injury. Uh, Same thing. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Bears already securing W's. (laughs) Um, But really, I think, the, the key here is to just try to get Jordan Love to force the ball, which he's kind of shown a habit of doing so far. I, you know, I think that I'm willing to let Jordan Love try to nickel and dime us down the field. Like, that's not what I'm going to be worried about with that. I'm just want to make sure that you take away his most comfortable option because regardless, he is an inexperienced quarterback. Um, and I don't think he's a very good quarterback. So I'm pretty, I feel like if you, t- really put a lot of pressure on him to throw to his other receivers. 
you might be able to take advantage of a turnover there or something like that, or just keep him in the pocket um, or just have some missed balls. I, I also think that, again, with the loss of Christian Watson and potentially Romeo Dobbs, um, the wide receiver he's wide receivers he's going to be playing with largely uh, probably have not gotten a lot of first-team reps going into this year. So the I would say that some of the timing might be off as well. So that's why I'm really wanting them to try to rely on these timing-based throws, like just you know simple throws, and just take away the explosive play. Now, if Jordan Love is just missing guys, then I think that you can kind of go into it in a different way where you just try to make, like, I almost feel like you can either approach it one of two ways, try to take away what he's most comfortable with and expect that he's not going to, you know, make these rhythm passes, or you try to take away all the easy stuff and try to get him to play quarterback, you know, try to really get yeah. him to not just, you know, but for me, at least with the young quarterback, I think regardless, taking away Christian Watson, I think if you could limit him to under, you know, 50 yards in this game, that would be a huge point of success. And uh, I, I think that would work really well. As far as offensively, I just, the main thing is just don't force anything. Like I would say I would mostly try to throw in this game. I don't think that, you know, actually I'm kind of, I'm actually taking that back because the bears were very successful running against the Packers both, both times last season. But I do tend to uh, agree that I think in general, Justin Fields plays to his best when he has more wide receivers on the field just to kind of, you know, decondense the formation, give him some space, let him be able to roll out, um, let him be able to try to, you know, make a play, extend a play. And uh, if that's not going to work, he's a really, uh, you know, effective and efficient and dominant runner in the NFL. So less guys along the line of scrimmage, that's a matchup threat. Um so yeah, that that that's kind of my game plan, I would say. Yeah, on defense, I mean somewhat similar. I think first and foremost it start comes up with stopping the run. Um, you know, can't let Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon have massive games. Yeah. I mean, if cuz ultimately too, I think it's going to play right into the Packers' hands if they can hoard time of possession. Like if mm-hmm. they can ultimately keep Justin Fields off the field as much as possible. Um, and let Jordan Love have long drives, even if they just end up cashing in field goals, then just, you know, letting the offense play some defense um, and keep their defense fresh so they can go ahead and chase them around. Definitely, you know, a decent amount of speed on the Bears now. Um, so I think that that's a big deal is stopping the run and ultimately stopping the run so they can't set up play action. Um, I think that, you know, when the Packers do open it up, it's either going to be on probably trying to target someone like Tyreek Stevenson on a double move or going right to the play action. Um, so I think that if you stop the run and force them to, like you said, have to get into more of those rhythm rhythm throws, I think that plays into what the Bears are going to do defensively. I think another thing that's crucial, especially with how the Bears want to play defense, is to get pressure on passing downs with four-man rushes. Because, you know, out of the kind of Tampa 2-style cover 2, you don't, don't know if that one's going to happen. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's that's a massive issue. Um, but ultimately, it, this Bears defense, they didn't really show it all too much last year. And when they did do it, it usually wasn't even that effective anyway, was bring the blitz. Um, yeah. So if the Bears have to start bringing more people up for pressure, um, they're certainly going to have to hope that they can definitely rattle love a bit or kind of just be a little bit nervous on his feet. Uh, but the best case scenario would be that the four-man rush gets to him, <laughs> as Austin said. Probably a bit of wishful thinking, but <laughs> I'm assume that that's going to be you know part of what the Bears want to do, and kind of what you're getting into. Um, 
you know, ultimately I just said force love to win the game. You know, you can't let Aaron Jones take over and win this game for the Packers. Um, And, you know, you mentioned Christian Watson, you know, if we're assuming that he's going to be in, I think slowing him down plays into this point. But I think, yeah, I, in my opinion, it's you take away the simple stuff and you force him to, to kind of hit some home runs to make some of the more complicated throws. Um, and you know, if, if he ends up pulling it out, uh, I think that you can kind of live with yourself a little bit more. Um, at the same time though, I think this, just having him to drop back and have to, to pass the ball as much as possible. If you can take a lead in this game where they can't commit to the run, they have to be a little bit more conservative with the clock. I do think that's the perfect situation offensively you know i said get get more mooney and herbert the ball in space you know the old you know get speedy players in space approach but i think that you know we saw a little bit of that in the preseason i think some people think that was a bit of a guys you know like oh you know they showed all these screen games because they're gonna try to open it up maybe that will be the case but i think that they do have something there like you know justin fields finally has difference makers that can do stuff with the ball in their hands that can yeah. you know go ahead and break off bigger plays. I think that they should definitely utilize that. Um, and, you know, maybe at first do get those rhythm throws going to Justin, get him going. Um, maybe some quarterback runs in there and also just running the football. You got a trio of good running backs, draw the defensive in and go ahead and take some deep shots. I think the bears should definitely go for some haymakers in this game. Um, you know, try to get some balls out there to DJ Moore and Chase Claypool uh, and, you know, maybe take some shots over the middle of someone like Cole Komet. I think that they'll have the ability to open it up, especially if they have the, the Packers defense and their safeties, especially creeping in a little bit. And I think ultimately, I, I think that this is just week one is never the like be all end all, you know, you don't necessarily, you're not out of anything after week one, even if you lose, I know there's some metrics out there are like, Oh, this percentage of teams that win week one, make the playoffs. This percentage don't, which is great. And all percentages are are cool, but you know, (laughs) football season is so individual, like so bounce a ball in some games. I think though, that this is just such kind of, and I think maybe the fans are kind of more bought into this, but I feel like for the team as well, for the psyche, and, you know, I know Justin Fields is getting a little kind of like pissed off. It seemed like a little bit at the podium today as far as some of the questions like this, but kind of yeah. a little bit, whatever it takes to win. Like, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, like if you're on a game winning drive and it's like Justin Fields running the ball is what's going to win you the game. Like, go out there and do it. I don't think that the yeah. Bears should nef- necessarily force any kind of play style to win this game. I think they should do what they want to do, but if they have to make adjustments, then you, you got to make the adjustments. You're going to have to move the ball down the field, keep the defense, you know, allow them to get some rest, no quick and easy, you know, three and outs, extend possessions, you know, get drives and make sure you're grabbing points. Um, you know, I'm going to be optimistic about the red zone, <laughs> but that's definitely if they struggle with that, it's going to be a big point of mine moving forward. Yeah, I, I really want to see – Justin spread the ball out quite a bit I I don't want to see it just you know I kind of felt like when during the Bills game he was just trying to force it a few times uh obviously to DJ more when if he would have just you know took his time spread it out a little bit there was some guys getting open um definitely what the Bills game definitely was not the best representation of Justin if the Bears can get this like if they can stop the run and they can get their run game going, it's going to be really difficult on this Packers team. 
Um, and if that's run games coming from our running backs or our quarterback, I could care less, to be completely honest. I <laughs> I think Justin's getting pissed off because what he did last year as a as you know rushing was a huge accomplishment. He also did it alongside throwing showing a lot of promise in the passing game. I I think it's it at times the media can hyper focus on like oh, well, he should be running less this year. It's like, well, that's that's kind of a huge piece of his well, game. Yeah. And, like, who cares if you're winning? And if the passing game's yeah. still good, who cares? Like, I, I well, get that's exactly it. the longevity concerns, sure, that makes sense. But why would you handcuff your quarterback and be like, you can only run for 80 yards a game or else we're not going to be happy? <laughs> like, what the? No, that's exactly what I mean, winning is going to cure a lot of those questions. You know? Yeah. I mean... Everyone was all over Lamar until they weren't, and they started winning games and having one of the better regular season or regular season records in the league. And when he yeah. had his MVP year, um, you know that's one way to silence everyone is just to win games. It's it's easy to take shots at the quarterback of, of the quarterback of a team that went three and fourteen. You know, so and just got to change the narrative. This, maybe I'm being a little too contrarian right now, but I also think that. A little bit the narrative that like rushing QBs are the QBs getting injured. Like I, I kind of am I'm feeling like it's kind of that's just an accepted hypothesis in football at this point. There's been so much change into the ways that quarterbacks, you know, are able to be hit and like what they can do to prevent being hit. Let's not pretend like you can't just get absolutely destroyed from your blind side in the pocket as well and tear your ACL or something like that. Or like when you're just rolling yeah. out and extending the play, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Anthony Barr, we all saw that in back in, what was that? 2017 or whatever. Yeah, I think um, it might've been like, I, I, yes, I, think I, I do yeah. genuine generally agree that like when your quarterback's out on the run, you, you open yourself up to more injuries potentially, but I've never felt like Justin, I've always felt like Justin's done a pretty good job of avoiding contact, getting out of bounds. I think the quarterbacks that get in trouble are the ones that are trying to extend the play a little bit too much. I'll give an example. Uh, again, huge USC fan, Caleb Williams in the Pac-12 championship game when we were up by like two touchdowns, maybe even three touchdowns at the time. He's rushing down the field and decided to, rather than step out of bounds, he decided to stay and let the let the linebacker hit him. Ended up hurting his hamstring, and then we ended up getting destroyed for the rest of the game because uh, Caleb Williams was playing hurt. I I think that things like that that's stupid. Like you shouldn't do that. But Justin Fields, I've never felt has really done that. Yeah, I think Justin Fields has gotten gotten lit up a few times. Um... But I think it's almost equally frustrating for Bears fans too. They just doesn't, never seems to get the calls either. <laughs> yeah. Like when he does get lit up, there's no flag to follow with it to even like kind of vindicate the hit. So well, look what happened in the Bills game when when they're uh, down, they're about to score. I mean, he got hit staying in the pocket. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like you know, quarterbacks can certainly sustain injuries in the pocket. Like it happens all the time. Um, I think it's just like situations like you've seen an RG three, you know, type yeah. deal where people are just like, well, Mike Shannon, Mike Shanahan ruined that guy's career. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, kind of did like, there's no debating that, but, um, yeah, I mean, injuries do happen at the same time though, you know, if they're not super severe, they can be bound, you know, you can bounce back. So yeah, I'm not overly worried about it. I'm gonna, you know, have good vibes and think that Fields is going to stay healthy all season. We're going to roll with that. 
Um, things change dramatically when, if, you know, knock on wood that, you know, something like that does happen. <laughs> if a second string quarterback is coming out, expectations for this team definitely change uh, pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. But, you know. <laughs> We're not gonna not gonna discuss that. Yeah, we should not discuss that. Um, Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan ruining quarterbacks' careers. <laughs> hand in hand, the motion of shaking their <laughs> shaking each other's yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, or I guess you could say the opposite. It's like they've also helped a lot of quarterbacks, but they've also ru- ruined some careers and not been able to develop some. Um, all right, let's let's talk predictions, thoughts on the game. Where do you think this is going? Yeah. Yeah, I I was kind of mulling it over a little bit. Um, I a little nervous, but I got the Bears winning. I got the Bears taking the dub. I was kind of at myself as to how much I I, I was debating how close it's going to be. And I feel like I wanted to go pretty close. I was between 26 to 21. For I'm settling on 26 for the Bears. I have a feeling they're kicking a lot of field goals. Just I don't know. Cairo Santos is going to be a busy man, I feel like. So the thought on 26, though, like, so how are they getting to that 26 number? 26? I think that's two touchdowns and, like, four field goals, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. There you go. I'm going Bears 26, Packers 24. Okay. I like it. I mean, that that yeah. I I can definitely see that. I'm going Bears sixty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Seventy three to ten, baby. <laughs> RPO is the purest form of communism. I, mean. um, I I think that the Bears are going to end up scoring twenty twenty four or twenty seven points. I'm like in between. Oh, that. Like it's either going to be yeah. three. I think it's going to be like three touchdowns, one field goal, or three touchdowns, two field goals. Uh, might not all be passing touchdowns, so that don't let this indicate Justin Fields' stats. I think there could definitely be some rushing touchdowns in there. Um, but I'm thinking 20, 24 to 17. I think that it, it'll either, I think it'll be a touchdown difference. Um, actually, you know what? 24 20, change my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it'll, it'll be less than a touchdown difference, but like a four point, uh, point differential. I think the Packers are going to be. I'm hoping that Matt Eberflus's "bend don't break" mentality can can go to play here, and the Bears can outpace them on touchdowns, but hold them to a few field goals. Um, I think that we'll get a, a turnover off of Love. I think we'll get one pick. I I'm think each say, team is getting a, a turnover in this game for sure. I think Tyreek Stevenson. I think he. I think he comes up really? with his, with his first pick just because I have a feeling that Matt Lafleur is going to tell Love to try to target him given that he's young and right. because the Packers had so much success targeting Kyler Gordon last year uh, before he kind of caught on. And I, I, I think that, you know, with loves at times, accuracy issues and forcing the ball, I think Tyreek Stevenson will come up with a pick. Um, yeah. I think, I think fields and, and love are both going to throw one for sure. I think, I think we'll see if that multiplies, but I think fields is either going to throw no picks or multiple picks. Interesting. Okay. Because I, the way, and this is like the one thing, even though Fields has thrown picks throughout his career, he usually does it at the end of like not blowout games, but games are getting out of control. Like he tries to play hero ball. So, like, normally, at least with Fields, the way that you see it is that he won't throw a pick throughout most of the game. And then at the end, he'll throw a couple if the Bears are, you know, he doesn't really care too much about his stats. It doesn't seem like. Um, is that right or wrong? I don't know. As fans, it makes it a little bit harder to advocate for him. But um, 
Yes, I I do think the Bears will win, especially given the news. I think it like if Christian Watson and Dubs are both in the game, though, I this is a hard one for me, especially with the injury to Tevin Jenkins. Like I just don't. I'm I'm much less confident without Tevin Jenkins on the line, and like I'm obviously leaning the Bears right now because the Packers' two wide receivers are kind of projected to be out right now. But if both of them play, I think it could be a, a closer game than a lot of people think. I think it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game, and uh, I'm thinking the Bears are gonna find a way to pull it out, do whatever it takes to win. As I said, but yeah, I think that it's gonna be an entertaining one for sure. And I think for us Bears fans, it's gonna be a, a hair pulling out kind of game. I, I think that I, I got to the 26 by because I thought that there'd be a situation. I think that's gonna be like a, a game winning field goal drive. So I think they'll be at 23 and the Packers will go up to 24. And I, I think gotcha. they'll kick a winning field goal. So. I, I think that the another thing to consider here is I don't think the offense will get the start a lot of Bears fans are thinking right now. Um, just based on what Luke Getze has kind of shown us so far, it can at times, even with like specific players like DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, it can take them a little bit to find the optimal usage, even though we have seen really good usage in the preseason, I'm still kind of just hesitant mm-hmm. um, because it took Getsy a long time to get Mooney going. It took Getsy a long time to get Komet going. Like it can take him a little bit of time. Um, so I, I'm not convinced that we'll just come out and be firing on all six cylinders or eight cylinders or 12. C- <laughs> whatever whatever you, you have in your car. Yeah. Whatever you got in your car. <laughs> Um, probably four for most of you yeah for (laughs) no this is an alpha male podcast we're all v8 guys hey there's there's some nice four-cylinder cars there There are there are there are no uh no this is a a hemi drivers only oh my god (laughs) um yeah strictly v8 podcast (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and and that's you know i think that's that's good um i think it's if I had to give percentages, I think, you know, six and a half times out of 10, the Bears pull this one out. But you know. I, I gave a score. I don't think I'm entitled to give a percentage. But okay. I mean, All right. You're not into the I ESPN think, score. Oh, perc- like doing an FPI type yeah. deal. I guess I'd put the Bears at like, I'd probably do a, cool, a clean 60 then. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I want to give a quick shout out to, we didn't have any written reviews, or if you did leave a written review, sometimes it can take a, a few, um, it does it a, like a little a bit to show to up. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, keep that in mind, but we did get another five-star review. And then we also got two or three five-star reviews on Spotify just over the past day or so. So I want to give a huge thank you to our fans leaving those reviews. Um, again, if you leave us a review on Spotify, you can also do that on Apple podcasts. And if you give us five stars, it, I I don't think that we can emphasize how much it helps a podcast, but whenever someone leaves a five-star rating review, it boosts our searchability a a lot. And, you know, we're, we're, as I said, in the beginning, we're always authentic. So I'm, I'm going to let you know that that helps us a lot in terms of visibility. Um, and you know, you guys want everyone to hear us trash on Jordan Love and the Packers. So make sure that you boost our visibility up a little bit, uh, leaving us a five-star rating review. And if you do leave us a five-star rating review, we will read off your written review on the podcast. Again, if you've done this on Spotify already, we really appreciate it. We'd also love if you can leave us a written review on Apple podcasts, because that 
will allow us to interact with you guys a little bit. And at times, it's funny because we have developed uh, such a great fan base. And, you know, at times we'll even get emails from all of you uh, <laughs> giving us your take or, t- or criticizing us a little bit, whatever. Words, um, you know, but, we've had that one. Yeah, we, we like it. One, one time um, I did have somebody email us high like 50 times in a row. Uh, so that was a, a little bit annoying. Uh, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, but what I will say is that it, if you leave us a little rating review, it gives us a chance to interact with you guys, makes us feel a little bit more like a community rather than a one-sided conversation. So yeah, feel free and we'd really appreciate it. Um, but other than that, man, you got anything else to say? No, no. Um, you know, happy week one of football. Uh, enjoy the Thursday night game tomorrow. Should be interesting. Travis Kelsey may or may not be playing. So we'll see how our divisional counterparts uh, fare in that one. But happy week one. Bears football is back. Let's go. <laughs> Bear down, guys. Bear down. <laughs>